Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Pettit and I to Here do we the are. intro. We're talking about the Jags pre or recap. We're we're gonna get into this, and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a blast. We talk about the offense and the defense, surprisingly. And we also we have a little uh, question at the start. We, we each give our recap of it. We also kind of at the end give a little. We kind of start to talk about the Bills, but obviously we're gonna get to that in the Bills preview. We talk concern, not concerned, concern. and more concern and less concern. <laughs> we and there are some things we are concerned about. Spoiler alert! So that's that's what you got uh, to look forward to, and we're excited to have you. And uh, please welcome the Beatles. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train are coming. It's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on All right, here we go. This is the Jaguars recap. Um, it's JG here. It's Pettit. It's Robert. And uh, we're excited to talk about the win. Finally, we... I'm, all I know is I'm, I'm glad I'm not going to be getting a little heated to which maybe I shouldn't rule it out maybe I I will get heated who knows what but are you going to get mad about I I don't know that's it's we just, tend to it's play better state. we tend to play better when this, we get mad on this podcast the state of the organization the offensive line yeah I could, get, I could get mad about that I could get mad about the defense's poor tackling you know it, I I don't know let's we're not going to try and look for things though <laughs> if it if it happens it happens uh, but and the I, Vols are playing well. Vols are playing well. Checker, we're checkering Neyland. Hard to be mad as a football fan. It's very true that the, the right Vols now. and Titans won in the same weekend, which honestly rarely happens. But also, what happened last night? Uh, this is Tuesday morning, so Monday night football. Colts lost. So in a brutal, brutal fashion. Pettit actually told <laughs> Pettit texted us this. He texted us this yesterday before the game. And it still rings true. The Titans have more wins than the AFC South combined. We have three wins, and the Colts and Texans have a win. Jags have none. Has it make us feel dominant performance from the Titans? Well, the AFC. It is well okay, but another way to look at it is the AFC South only has two wins outside of the division. It's us against the Seahawks and the Colts against the Dolphins. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because the Texans beat the Jags. Yeah, what is it? Is that better or worse? I'm just saying. He's saying most of the wins, even in that, are division wins. So we're just playing each other. Gotcha. So we suck. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, sucks. At, at so point, you, there's like a there's like a you have to win a certain number of games as a division because you all play each other. Yeah. So yeah, we've only won two games, and we play four games a week. There's been five weeks, so out of 20 games, we've only had two games outside the division that we've won. I mean, at this point, I'm literally just any time the AFC South is playing someone, I'm rooting against them. I'm all all legs are in the AFC South champion basket. Which I said this a couple weeks ago, but I'm doubling down on it. The Titans wrapped up the AFC South after that game last night. Okay, I mean, what a brutal loss. The Colts went up; they were up. 25 to 9 in the fourth quarter. They're up 16 to 3 with 3 minutes left in the third and they come back and lose. And they had a game-winning kick with 
a game-winning 30-yard kick that they missed. That Rodrigo Blankenship missed. Good to see. I think it was like a 40-yarder. Good to see somebody other than the Titans having kicker issues. Yeah, which when they thought they didn't. But credit to uh, yeah, credit to Lamar Jackson. He actually had an incredible night passing. So, but I want to say this: I don't think the Ravens are that good. I agree. I actually agree. They had a, we don't we don't have to worry about them this year. They had a sixty-six yard field goal to beat the Lions. In that NFL they shouldn't have, that it shouldn't have counted because shouldn't of the delay counted. game, right? Then they had the Colts missed a game-winning field goal as time expired in regulation and blew a lead and blew a big lead, and then that. Chiefs game, the Chiefs fumbled at the very, very end, and they were going in to score, which allowed the Ravens to either score to I, tie it again or – No, they just had to run out the clock. They had to run out the clock. Okay, yeah, yeah. and then that's right. And then that's when they got that fourth down. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the Ravens have had – they're a couple plays away from being two and three right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to read – I'm going to – we're gonna we're gonna get into it. We're gonna, but we're gonna get into it with a little start of something. I know Robert might enjoy this, but five targets for three catches and fifty two yards. AJ Brown's that, sat line? No, not AJ Wait, Brown. Five catches, five targets, three catches oh, for fifty two yards. Johnson. Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson. We are well on our way, baby. Just step by step. Three catches in the first game. For those of y'all that don't know, for those of y'all that are new here, welcome. Uh, we have this, Robert and I have this bet going uh, around like May or June during the mini camps. Marcus Johnson was doing well in mini camp. And I think I shared a tweet into our group text that was Teron Davenport saying that Marcus Johnson's looked great. He's, you know, being solid out there. And Robert just goes, Marcus Johnson will not catch more than 10 balls for the Titans this year. And I was like, I will take, I, I, you want to bet <laughs> 10 bucks? So 10 bucks is on the line. And We're let me tell you a lot on the line. Let me tell you. And he was on IR. He was on IR. So, I mean, for all we know, he could have already wrapped this up. I stand by it. Here's why. <laughs> Julio hasn't played very much. AJ was on a snap count, which I'm not going to get on my soapbox this week about yeah. AJ Brown's targets. He was on a snap count. We didn't necessarily need him against the Jags, although I really wanted us to pepper him with targets we didn't hopefully that changes against the bills but at this point i don't have a lot of faith that it will but i get oh yeah and then yeah we'll just we'll see we'll see yeah. I, I will be if marcus johnson balls out i'll be happy so yeah well it's with, a win-win for me if aj and Julio are going to trade off just being hurt every week marcus johnson looks like a good wide receiver too he he, he does he good. looked like, like just he, comfortable out there he looks better than josh reynolds yeah, did he look? Did he look better than Chester Rogers? Yes, I was thinking about this. He looked like uh, say, our best wide receiver outside say, AJ and Julio. Say, um, you know, you know, you always we get upset that we're targeting Chester Rogers over AJ and Julio. What if we're targeting Marcus Johnson over AJ and Julio? Are you going to be sitting yes. there being pissed? Yes. Yeah. Well, I get over those two guys. Exactly. But, that's the point. That's yeah, the whole okay. point. Well, that's fair. I'll throw it to Marcus Johnson when he's wide open and when he's covered. Force feed it to AJ and Julio. Would it surprise you to know that AJ played the most snaps of any wide receiver? Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yes, but he only played forty-one snaps. No, Marcus Johnson, I think, had a higher snap count. I mean, he might have forty-seven, but they were like neck and neck. Yeah, AJ they were Brown, I think, neck. had forty. Still, they were targeted the same number of times. Right. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what. 
I don't know. What do you want me to do? You want me to get in my soapbox again? I want you to give me my 10 bucks already. Is what <laughs> I want to do. Try to get you guys heated. <laughs> Not today. I'm start charging the interest. Not today. I'm happy it's the Colts lost. I'm happy the Colts lost. The Titans have wrapped up the AFC South. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's get into our like one two minute recap, and then we're gonna t- we're gonna kind of just focus on the offense and then the defense today. We're gonna go in that order, and I feel like we're gonna spend more time on the defense. But would anyone want to start on their two minute recap or so? I'll do it. I'll do it. Fine. Fine. I'll Fine. do it live. <laughs> Fine. I'll do it live. All right. Um, I think it was a pretty interesting game. I mean, I think going into it, immediately having a defensive touchdown was pretty awesome. Very nice. Um, I guess, I don't know if you just said we don't want to talk about the defense right now, but. Uh, no, no. Just talk about your recap. Oh, okay. Well, um, then. And then we'll get into. James Robinson looked like the best running back in the league on Sunday. Um, and I don't think that's because he is. I think it's because of the Titans' defense. Um, Titans' O-line looked absolutely atrocious. I, I thought and, we looked better in the run game. Okay, but, you know, the run game is just a tough thing because it's like how good are they really when you have Derrick Henry behind there? Yeah, you know well, you still have to get him some room. Yeah, I, okay, fine. Well, but, Juan's PFF stat line was really good. Yeah, he was the I only one. Say, I would the say one. the run blocking is the thing that's been the issue recently. It's the pass blocking. Yeah, but there were still some good moments. It it was improved. It, I, I I will say I felt a little more comfortable. Not according to PFF. <laughs> okay. PFF, nobody scored above a 60 besides Luan in the pass protection. I think that's an improvement. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> how bad the Jets were. Literally, Jets we didn't have was. anybody over like 50, including Luan, against the Jets, I think. And, and we had seven sacks. Had to have been, but, um, and we had seven sacks against the Jets. And only two against the Jags, right? It's a good point. I don't know. I think we had three, okay, three against the Jags. So, you know, maybe it's a function of the receivers being open, which is what we said last week. Part of the reason you can't just look at the offensive line play. It, the receivers could not get open against the Jets. We didn't have Marcus Johnson and we didn't have A.J. So Tannehill didn't have anybody to throw the ball. And he missed his hot routes. He missed Jeremy Nichols wide open in the flat on a blitz. So... You know, it's it's not just an offensive line stat. So some, I mean, in the NFL, you're not going to have a hundred percent win rate as an offensive lineman. Sometimes, especially against some of these incredible athletes, you're going to lose one-on-one matchups. You just have to slow them down long enough for Tannehill to get the ball out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fine, but giving up three sacks to a team that isn't good is just not ideal. Um, I hear you. I mean, like if that's just like the norm, that is not good. So we gave up three sacks. I think he was pressured 17 times. So basically almost Jeez. every single time he dropped back, he was pressured. Golly. Except like 10. So like I, once again, I guess that could go into the wide receiver play a little bit and Tannehill, but he is – maybe he's not looking himself because he literally is just feeling pressure every time he touches the ball. Um, so that is still a huge concern for me. I mean, if you can't give Tannehill any time – how is he supposed to lob it up to AJ or Julio? I don't know. I, although, I don't know. We could talk about that later. But another thing that was very noteworthy from the game was the missed tackles, which I think I'm not that concerned about. I think a lot of it was the defense reading the play well. They just missed the tackle. So I think they'll fix that next week. Yeah. Oh, well, they better against the Bills. 
Yeah, David Long didn't have his best game as a Titan. Quite a few missed tackles. There's a total of 15 missed tackles. Ooh. Dane Crookshank. Yeah, poor Dane Crookshank. He was playing well, I thought, and then and then this game hit, and he is not the answer. We need a Monty Hooker back and we pretty need him quickly. Back. Yep. Well, I will say Dane Crookshank came on Twitter, and he said, hey, that one's on me. I got to play a lot better. Accountability. So that's the tweet you like to see. Now, I don't. You again, still don't same care. thing. I'm rather like, not tweet it. I'm just like whatever, <laughs> dude. I don't care at all. <laughs> I don't understand the need. But there's some people in the fan base, and I don't know if the what the coaches probably could care less about what guys tweet. They just want to see you do it on film. So at least he knows it, right? I guess there's a positive there. I would say my overall takeaway from the game: we beat a team we should have beaten, and we beat them pretty badly, and we didn't play very well. So. There's the positives. Seems we, to be a trend. We whooped the Jags, and we didn't play very well. So I'm happy about that. I have been saying this since the beginning of this season, that that this team is built to start peaking in, in November and December. So right around Thanksgiving is when I really want to see us start clicking on all cylinders and playing really well. This division, we saw it again last night. There are not going to be no, a lot of wins in this division. We can be nine and eight and win this division with probably a three-game lead. I mean, that's the reality of it. So mm-hmm. let, we got to get guys healthy. Hopefully, Dupree and Julio come back. There's one guy in particular that I think it the clock is ticking on. I know who you're thinking. It's Rashawn Evans. I mean, this guy. I don't know what to say anymore. I just don't know what to say anymore. It's Monty Rice time. If Jayon's not the, healthy, the and Jayon's not playing great. The jump over the line oh on, the, my on the third and one or whatever. Was Some of the clips about his run fits, he literally is just guessing. And he's a four-year pro. He was our first-round draft pick out of Alabama. He's just guessing every time. And he guesses wrong, and there's a huge hole. And that's why the Jaguars were just running the ball down our throats. I don't know why they pulled James Robinson in the second half. They gave him like three touches in the second half. So Rashawn Evans is an issue, you know, I, I don't know how I, – it was really interesting to hear Vrabel kind of spin zone last yesterday on his press conference trying to explain away Rashawn Evans's jump over the pile when it wasn't a quarterback sneak. Yeah, it's, it's getting to be pretty embarrassing. I think it's – I think inside linebacker is the weakest link of our defense right now. Yeah. Um, actually, that was one of the things I was going to bring up in the defensive segment. So thank you, Robert. Uh, so I'm going to get into my, uh, recap. The good news is that I'm not going to go on a big rant like I did last week. Uh, but I'm just going to read y'all something. Someone tweeted, uh, I think he's a reporter in Jacksonville. He said, asked Urban Meyer about James Robinson's usage today, Sunday. He said he didn't realize that he had the number, half the number of touches in the second half compared to the first. He said that it wasn't intentional. You got your head coach who's just not even aware of James Robinson, probably their best player that he had half the touches in the first half or in the second half in the first half. That right there tells me that like this Jags team is worse than the Jets from a week ago. And that's one of the reasons why we took care of business. And I'm happy that we did. So I'm glad that we started off the game with a defensive touchdown, like Pettit said. I, it was hilarious. I didn't even realize what was happening, and then all of a sudden we score and it counted. Um, like, the offense 
kind of was a little happy with Todd Downing this week. Maybe was a little more upset with Shane Bowen than Todd Downing. I'm just going to pick each one, each game. Can we pick one? Can we put some of those run fit blunders on Shane Bowen though? That would okay. I mean, he's true. not I'm telling Rashawn Evans to dive over the pile four yards away from yeah, the ball carrier. I got you. I'm, I'm looking for a scapegoat, and this week looking for some wrong defense worse than offense. I'm going to get mad at Shane Bowen, so let's just <laughs> go with that. That direction. I'm with you. I just don't know that a D coordinator. No, I know a change in I, yeah. defensive coordinator well, is going to change. I'll get to why. I, I'll get to why I kind of feel that I way. Could not play him. So it's true. I think that um, overall, like I felt like what we saw from AJ, we definitely could have seen more. But the the play that he made, where he almost scored and got kind of popped on the one yard line, yeah, that was him. Like I felt like that was AJ. Like yeah. He, Caught it, ran after catch, almost scored. I kind of wanted him to score, but that's all right. Um, yeah, and I think that, like, I don't know, I, I overall was was happy. There were points in the game where I was comfortable watching and relaxed, wasn't, wasn't having to worry. Other times where I was a little concerned and not comfortable. The I mean, the play of the game, the drive that they get the crappy late hit call where Trevor Lawrence was still in bounds running and Jeffrey Simmons pushed him out. Looked worse than it actually was. I get that. And then they get to the, you know, the one yard line. Uh, they overturned the Trevor Lawrence touchdown. His knee was down. I thought he was short. Some people said he wasn't short. I thought he was I short. I thought he was short too. Fourth and one, they put Carlos Hyde in like idiots. And which I mean, I guess it's not idiotic. Carlos Hyde is a He's big fine. back, whatever. And he wouldn't have done anything because Tier Tart yeah. absolutely destroyed and Chris the Jaguars. Jackson was right there too. I mean, yeah. it was great play by the defense. You you love to see that, and that turned the game around. I mean, at that point, I was comfortable the rest of the way. I want to finish my recap with: I look at this team right now, and it's it's more of like a like a envy of other teams, jealousy of other teams. I just I look at the Chargers Browns game. That game was insane. I don't see us competing with that. I don't see us competing with the top dogs right now. And I think what you're saying, Robert, it could be true that we don't peak until later and we can look like a better team later. But right now I'm concerned about this team to where I yes, I think winning the division is definitely going to happen, but I still am not even like 100% sure about that. I'm not as sure as you are, Robert. But I feel like that this team is just a division winner, 10 and 7, 9 and 8, with a first round exit. Or if not a first round exit, a first round squeak out, second round, not even a chance. And I just, I, to me, that's a realistic thing. And I have the biggest coaching staff jealousy of multiple teams. I, Look at our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, and I just see it as uh, just uh, you know under Vrabel's control, and Vrabel controls everything. But then I look at someone like Brandon Staley with Joe Lombardi as their offensive coordinator. They're looking solid. The Browns with Kevin Stefanski, the offensive mind there. Like you look at the Cardinals and what they did. Cliff Kingsbury, a struggling head coach, the last couple years. What does he do? He goes out and hires a proven great defensive coordinator with Raheem Morris, and their defense is turning around. They're looking great. I just, to me, I, I just am wondering. I know it's an easy cop out, but it's. I'm just wondering about the coordinator, the both coordinators, and 
is this just a product of Rabel wanting what he wants and, you know, being able to control what he wants? And, I mean, the jury's still out on both of them, um, unless Shane Bowen actually was in charge last year and I, just because our defense is terrible. But I don't know. I think just overall, great win. We win 37-19, great win. And I was comfortable during it. But overall, long run, I don't know what's going to happen. I I – want to hold out judgment on Shane Bowen until we see Dupree at 100%. That's fair. I think that's – and I, until we see Farley kind of get into the system, um, we see a healthy secondary, we see Imani Hooker. It's I, just hard. You just – you as a fan – I know that. I you hear you, that, but you like the Cardinals, right it the just Cardinals, their players at every position are a lot better than most of our players. Like they they brought JJ Watt in, I mean, who everybody knew JJ Watt yeah. was still one of the best defensive tackles in the league. The thing on JJ Watt is he hasn't played a full season in like four years. Yeah. So the question isn't is he going to be a beast for the first half of the season? The question is is he going to be on your team still playing and suiting up in the playoffs? Right. That would be a huge loss to the Cardinals if they lost JJ Watt. Uh, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, two draft picks, first-round draft picks that the Cardinals have hit on. And I'm not trying to get into a Cardinals bit here. I'm just saying it helps when you have first-round picks that are actually playing like first-round picks. I don't know what Shane Bowen's supposed to do when your Sean Evans is running around like he's blindfolded. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So that, but that's, that's one good thing about the defense that we should touch on is Kevin Byard. Yeah, he's been balling out. So do you all want to – you all just want to keep rolling going, talking about the defense or – Okay, we can do because we, we can, can, we can yeah. touch on the offense later. I mean, honestly, it was there's it was, only one person to talk about if we're really being honest on the offense. Derrick Henry, yes, I mean, he's he's just I mean he's the greatest. I I freaking love him. We are witnessing a Hall of Fame season, absolutely. A Hall of Fame Hall, career. I mean, a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the defense. Uh, let's talk about Kevin Byard then. Um, I yep. mean, he's looking he's looking a lot better, and it, it's great. It's refreshing to see after what we thought was a struggling struggling season last year. Yeah, I think Robert sent us I, I know I know we base a lot of things off of PFF grade sometimes, which we all know is a lot of BS half the time. But apparently he's been the best safety. Highest really. graded safety in the NFL. Yeah, so he's been he's really stepped his game up, which I think you can tell, I mean game to game, there's times when you're like, Oh really? He I didn't even notice that he played that well just because I don't know, kind of gameplay a little bit. But right. I don't know if any of you guys watched the uh, Chiefs Bills game and where Drew Brees was talking. He was talking about uh, what's his name, Travion Diggs. Oh yeah, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon the, Diggs. The Cowboys. He was basically like Drew Brees was like, if there's a safety or a DB that can catch, you always second guess throwing it that way. Ooh, and I think Kevin I like Byard that. is that guy where it's like he can. He has great hands. He had a pick late in the game. Mm-hmm. So frustrating that Tiki Barber doesn't know his name. Like, How, what? What did he keep Baird. saying? Baird. Baird. Yeah. Like, figure it out, Tiki. <laughs> yeah, I, we were joking. Are you I was kidding like, me? Well, you, you want people to call you Tiki or <laughs> Rondi Barber? He's one of brother? the best. This is what this is what pisses me off sometimes about the Titans' lack of respect. Like, I understand we're not the best team in the NFL, but get one of our best players' names right. Who's been one of the best? safeties in the league for and it's five not, years it's not that hard either like no and he's 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 been one of the highest paid safeties for five years like the fact that you don't know his name and you're an analyst on cbs give me go. a break see here's the thing we didn't know it but 
you're getting you're getting mad right now. We just we can never predict it. <laughs> he did it like four <laughs> or five times, and the guy, whoever his, I think it was was it Noah Eagle, whoever his his partner I don't was, know who it was kept saying like he kept saying Kevin Byard's name again right after Tiki would say Baird, kind of like as a hey man, like you're the respectful s- the respectful way like, of trying to tell yeah, someone exactly it's wrong. Yeah. like respectfully saying hey man, you're not saying his name right. He'd be like yeah, Kevin. Like yeah, Baird. Baird with a a good play there, <laughs> and then whoever what the other guy was is like, yeah, Kevin Byard is really playing well today. <laughs> like Kevin Byard, and he kept doing good. it. He, and I I just I don't know. Put some respect on that guy's name because he's earned it. He's one of the best safeties in the league. And at but Tiki can't Barber, name, can't name Tennessee cities. Tiki Barber, supposedly. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's we'll okay. we'll so give him a pass. <laughs> Kevin has been exceptional. We'll just call him Kevin. Maybe we should just do that. <laughs> Call him Kevin. KB. Tiki will probably still mess that up. Um, yeah, he's been great, and it's been fun to watch. And he's a great player to have as your leader on defense. Like he seems like the most respectable guy, hardworking, loves football, a guy that you you want your players leading, to follow around. Your defense, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas, and then there's other concerns on the defense. Again, we talked about David Long. Not worried. I'm not overly worried about his missed tackles. He read the situations right. He just barely missed a lot of tackles. And he usually makes those. And he usually makes them. Dane Crookshank, apparently, again, I'm going to go off PFF rankings, has been atrocious. <laughs> apparently, last week he was horrible. This week he was terrible. He's been really bad. <laughs> again, you said he had been playing that bad. Well, he, he no, look- I saw he was the worst player on defense against the Jets. What was which it? Was I didn't the- notice either, but again, PFF rankings. Yeah. Was it the Colts game that he had a pretty good game or something? Maybe it was a Colts game, which but, I guess they didn't really have any. Well, because the Seahawks game, we had that uh, McDougald guy or whatever. And he got cut. Yeah. And he was terrible. Horrible. And, and then and then Crookshank came in a little bit yeah, and helped. And looked pretty good. Um, yeah, so he's definitely a liability. Him, between him and Evans, it's just a liability right there. They're yeah. getting targeted by offenses because they're not yeah. good. Yeah, Where, Rash- I mean, Rashawn Evans just. He, yeah, yeah, Rashawn Evans has no excuse. He's not. I mean, he's smart. supposed to be. He's a first round draft pick. He's been starting for four years. Or Dane Crookshank is a guy that he got drafted what in the fifth or sixth round. He's a guy that hasn't even really played. He's a guy that yeah. He's more. Of a, he's spot. a special teams guy. Could and Rashawn he fills Evans in when he does, and he normally he be, does a solid job. And could he be an outside linebacker? From. I think he's no, no, he's not. No, we got to cut him. I, I don't know. Like, give Monty Rice a chance at this point. Which yeah. he got some snaps. Did he? Then he got hurt. I he think got, he actually got hurt. He had twelve oh snaps. I think. Um, yeah. So Monty Rice is a guy that could we could see him on the injury. Report I'm not gonna lie. I started watching Monty Rice UGA highlights after the game. <laughs> <laughs> Just as like, do we have any hope behind Rashawn what, Evans? Why would we? Not? I know Jayon Brown's on the IR and he's hurt, but would it make sense to do Jayon and David Long, or are they the same yeah. type of? Yeah. Well, they are, but it's much. I mean, it's got to be better than what Rashawn Evans was, has I been th- doing. I felt like last week we, when Jayon was playing. Yeah, I think Jayon's been really banged up though. Yeah. Well, we need to get him healthy for sure. Well, we need to get the whole team healthy. <laughs> okay. I mean, can honestly, we t- can we talk about uh, one player though, who I think we should re-sign now is Harold Landry. Agreed. He is balling out. Yeah. And the, the the outside linebacker slash DN position that market is just gonna keep going up. Agreed. So maybe just re-sign him now because did we had I guess this is his fourth year, right? Yeah, because he's on the same year as Evans. Yep. 
And we didn't pick up Evans' option for next year. Yeah, but because okay. he's a second round pick, I don't think we have. We don't have an option. option. Yeah, I knew that, but I just didn't. I was trying to think in my head. That's why I remembered in my head that he would be a fourth year. But I mean, dude, I mean, he's not. He's obviously not a TJ Watt. But when you saw at the Steelers, TJ Watt and Bud Dupree together, it made one of them better. You know, right. and if we be, if we get Bud Dupree back healthy. Agreed. You when know, we get Bud Dupree, when we get Bud Dupree, they'll be yeah. a tandem. Yeah, they sure. will. He's the only player in the NFL with five quarterback pressures in every game this year. He had two he's sacks. Been yesterday. So consistent. Yeah, pretty sure he had two sacks yesterday. I think he has the highest QB pressure of anyone. Yeah, and Vrabel went on a really good kind of teaching tangent in his press conference, talking about how pressures. Sometimes you get you do a great pass rush move and you beat the tackle and the quarterback feels you and he throws it quicker than he needs to and that doesn't show up on a stat on the stat sheet. You may not even get it shown up as a quarterback pressure, but it affects the quarterback and it affects the offense is they affects their timing. And so he said Landry's just been doing that a ton, which is awesome. Yeah, the head coach for the Chargers Brandon Staley, um he was saying that like basically saying something like that where like you see consistent pressures that's almost a better indicator of consistency than just sacks sacks. the other guy who had a good game probably his best game of the year was uh jeffrey simmons yeah yeah and he's he's i think third highest qb pressures of any defensive lineman or defensive tackles Mm -hmm. so he's been he's just below i mean he's flirting that line of you know Aaron Donald, people are starting to notice. I saw a bunch of tweets and stuff. That he's like, just got to. Yeah, I think Jeffrey he's got to be more consistent, and he's got to have some more flash plays. If he up, yeah. if he up the sack number, I, we're like the NFL or the media, the NFL world is talking about him being like an Aaron Donald, which is he's not getting the sack. I number. think he's a guy. I, he's never going to be as. Good. Here's I don't think guy. he's going to be Aaron Donald. <laughs> no, Aaron Donald is another animal. Yeah, but he's. I think. You can make an argument that Jeffrey Simmons is and should be a top five defensive interior D lineman in yeah. the NFL, but here's a guy who really benefits when when Bud Dupree is there. When Autry's when you've got playing a little like yeah, but Autry, well. you can't you don't need to double team Autry on the edge. Yeah, if Dupree and Landry are both balling out, you've got to double team them on the edge, maybe with a tight end or you do a guard and a tackle. That really benefits those interior guys. So I just think Bud Dupree coming back is going to elevate the level of our defensive line. Also, I was really encouraged that Caleb Farley was able to play a whole game and not get hurt. He looked well, like a good athlete. Play a whole game. He played the few snaps. Hey, I don't care. He plays at this point, I'm, I'm, saying, getting, yeah, I'm taking a win. I'm taking the W's where I can. Yeah, it's great. All right. Yeah. Did he have a tackle? I feel like he might have had one. I didn't cringe. He had a tackle on special teams. Okay. So we know cringe. his back can hold up for at least a tackle on special teams. And I'm not going to lie. He had a couple of good plays where I was like, okay, I can see the skill set there. Yeah. I can see why he is highly thought of. Now, yeah. if Fulton is hurt, he's got another hamstring or he's got a quad or something. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, we're going to see Farley on Emmanuel Sanders one-on-one Jeez. or Stephon Diggs next week. Jack Rabbit Jenkins is playing better, too. He is. He did play well. Um, but I think it was one of those games where David Long, Christian Fulton, we know they're good players at this point. Right. They didn't have the best game. Like right. Christian Fulton was giving up a few 
passes, missed a few tackles. I think he would. But he that also whole jumbled mess with Lavisca Chenault where they broke that. He broke that like four or five tackles in that little pile. I mean, that was just fluky, I guess. Yeah. Like we should have made that tackle. It was not pretty, though. Oh. And I think Fulton was a part of that. So, But Fulton did have one play where he broke underneath the route. Nearly picked it. If it was a okay pass at all, he would have picked it. Yeah, it was, it was like an out route to Jamal Agnew. And yeah. he barely tipped it, and Agnew dropped it. And it was way over. Wasn't it way high? Or something. It wouldn't. I mean, he he could have caught it for sure, but but it was Fulton, a bad pass. Yeah, I mean, Wait, I, I thought, thought it was a pretty was, good pass. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, thought, I thought there was a play. Something else. I thought there was a play where he undercut a route, and Trevor Lawrence just threw a horrible yeah, pass. That was a different play. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And if it was a good pass, it might have been a pick six. Well, look at that. We're yeah. thinking of two good plays. And he also there was also a play like that against the Jets last week, where where uh, Zach Wilson skipped it, and. If he had thrown it just like, okay, it would have been a pick six. Yeah. Yeah, so there's the defense. I think overall, defense could be better. Definitely the, can be they're better. going to have to be next week because Josh Allen looks incredible. He yeah. he looks like he can throw the ball over your head, and he looks like he can just run you right over. So yeah, yeah we might have to, to be score ready to go. 45 points. I, I think it's going to be more. one of those games. Or more. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's – Jeez. Let's but, talk about uh, special teams. Are we going to bring Sam Ficken back? Randy Bullock did miss an extra point at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So, I don't I'm, – I'm not sure. I really don't know. I think we're going to try and hold on to Ficken and Randy Bullock, like try and balance the both of them for as long as we can before we like fully know what we have to do. We're going to get the most out of Bullock until he misses a game winner, and then we're going to cut him and oh. bring Ficken in. Yeah. Missing a game winner that hurts probably is right, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> here's a question I have: What do you guys expect our record to be over the next four games? We've got the Bills, the Chiefs, the Colts, and then the Rams, and then the Saints. I okay, think well, in that order. I actually got my schedule prediction right here on but me. Is, also, read the order. Wait, we forgot to mention that I'm two and zero. Oh yeah, Pettit. Is two no? I'm actually going to look. I have that Jags game. I think. Has. Yeah, I think wasn't the Jack wasn't that your first pick? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So you were at Jags and you had the Colts week three. You have the Chiefs next week. Um, Robert's zero and two. Robert has the Bills Monday Night Football Uh-oh. next week. Oh no! <laughs> hey, <laughs> I feel oddly Wait, I have good. The Chiefs, though I have the Chiefs. You do have the Chiefs. I feel oddly good about this Bills game. It's one I don't know why. It's. If, yeah, if, if I think, think it's going to be a dog fight. Come back. I mean, that changes a lot on our defense I and our think offense. The Chiefs got. Re- I mean, I think the Bills got really hyped up for this yeah. Chiefs game on Sunday Night Football in Arrowhead, and they're, they we're not being talked about in the national media. I think we're a lot better than we've played so far this year. I think we've maybe had two quarters this year where I really feel like we played to to our ceiling or our or where we should be, and that was the last two quarters of the Seahawks game. Um, so I, mean, I don't know. I think we, I think we sneak up on the Bills a little bit. I'm not saying we win, but I think we have a. You know, I think it's a really close game. I'm making this weird face to Robert as he's saying that because I'm just scared that we're just not as good as we think we are. Right. And I, I have it. I predicted actually in my schedule prediction these next five games: loss, loss to the Chiefs, loss at Colts. Loss at Rams, and then win 
against the Saints at home. Sheesh. I just, I, it's it's a little gauntlet, and I am scared about it. To be honest, so if we go two and two, are you thrilled? I'm absolutely thrilled. For if sure. We go two and two. Does well, especially that two because this this schedule prediction right here. What do you think I predicted against the Jets? A win. W. Yeah, I definitely predicted a win against that. So, what was um, your schedule prediction for us right now? Uh, what you have? What us? do you mean? On oh, your so I had win against the Cardinals, loss against the Seahawks. So flip, flip there. Okay. And I had a win against the Colts, win at the Jets, win at Jaguars, and then so yes, four and one right now. I had us four and one, and then losing four straights, then four and five, and then win against the Saints, Texans, Patriots, going to the bye week. Beat the Jags, at, then beat at Steelers, lose the 49ers, win the Dolphins at Texans, finish with 11 and 6. That was my schedule prediction. Okay. So it's still very, I mean, 11 and 6, I think, is still could happen, still but if it's going to happen, we're going to have to go at least 2 and 2 against these next four teams. Let's talk about Derrick Henry before we wrap this thing up. Yeah. Well, let me say one more thing. Jeff Swain, you still suck. Oh Michael gosh. Pruitt needs to be tied in one. Or Ferkser, literally anyone else. There were multiple plays where Swain was motioning across the line to was the guy to chip the edge or something. Whiffed completely. I mean, that's it. That's all I want to say. Jeff I think Swain. Michael Pruitt had the most snaps. Good. Barely. Swain should close. have zero. Well, where he's gonna have we we run too many multiple tight end sets, so he's gonna play. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna have to get better. He we don't have, have anyone. Better. We don't or have we, anyone else. Or we cut him and Resign Luke Stalker because I mean, is Luke Stalker available? We had him in the beginning of the year. Does he want to play football? I would think because if he wants maybe. to play football, I don't understand why he's not on our team. Exactly. So Derrick Henry, um, I mean, the guy is just amazing. There are no words to describe what he's doing. Well, I texted Hall I of texted Fame. You guys, and that's it. And I was like, you know what? I'm officially numb to Derrick Henry's greatness. I was like, he. Had 130 yards and three touchdowns in in my mind. I was like, decent game. I was like, he didn't have a long run. He didn't have a long yeah. run. So I was just like, you know what? Decent. Yeah. Say what. Uh, say what our um, uh, I'm cousin podcast of the Grizzden podcast, Will Walker. Say what he said about that. Do you remember? Yeah, he said he said he's a machine. He said that Derrick Henry is like electricity. You don't even just think about it. You just turn the light on. Yeah. Which you it, even, you it's take a modern-day phenomenon. We but take we don't electricity take for granted. Yep. We just flip on the switch, and like Derrick Henry just goes out and gets 130 yards and three touchdowns. It's like it's nothing. Nothing. He is inevitable. He is Thanos. He yeah. is going to get better as the season goes on. And that's the thing that makes me so excited about this team. You have to put eight guys in the box. You just have to. Which in the NFL with eight guys in the box, you can't guard Julio and AJ. Like or that Marcus is Marcus Johnson. I don't sure. Throw <laughs> Marcus Johnson there if you want to. But Michael Pruitt. <laughs> like the theory on paper, this team, I still believe in the in the theory, right? I still believe in the proof of, of how they got the equation that they got, how they got the answer to the problem. I still believe in the paper, the the paper trail, right? How, say it however you want to. <laughs> we just we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it on all cylinders. I just truly believe when we're on all when we're cooking on all cylinders, we're unstoppable. I believe that, and we haven't seen it yet. I just that's we why definitely I definitely have not. That's seen why I think that yet. we maybe are saving some of that 
until the games really matter. So maybe we unleash some of it on Monday night. I would I would love that. I think talking about the Bills game makes me nervous. <laughs> Literally just thinking about it. I'm yeah. like, I could see uh no, I don't it's know. Be, I don't know. But isn't this perfect Titans? To yeah, well, get so, you down and think that you're not very good, and then you go out and you beat the Chiefs on a last-second play at home. Last, yeah, I'll, I'll say it here. I'm going to say it in the Bills preview as well. My thing is I, I, I could definitely see us going out there shocking the NFL world, beating the Bills after just laying an egg against the Jets last week. But my thing is I feel like the Bills have looked at this game on the schedule and have circled it and are looking forward to it because you think about last year, when we were playing them on that Tuesday night during the whole COVID game and we caught them sleeping and we just killed them, I feel like they're ready to You think to that all offseason they were thinking about us I, on a I revenge think, game? I don't think they probably went home and they were I, like, I think, they're, I think they, they circled are, that Chiefs game. They circled they're the on, Chiefs game. I think they were on a freaking revenge tour of anyone no, who dude. treated them wrong last year. What do you – I then think that's good crazy. Enough, they're, they're good enough to, to – Go out and beat any team they want right now. Are we on a revenge tour to beat the Bengals? We don't play them this I year. I know, so but no. if we did, would we circle it on our calendar because they beat us pretty badly last year and embarrassed us? That's no. People were talking about that was a. It was Titans Bills undefeated versus undefeated. Who's legit? We beat no, them. We destroyed them. We're we're legit. They're not. Everyone's dogging them. Blah blah blah. It was more than just the Bengals game. I get all that. I'm just telling you. I don't think Josh Allen has thought. One second about our secondary all off season. He they they have saying. not thought about us. They've thought about the Browns. They've thought about the Ch- the Chargers. I, they've I'm thought just about saying the Ravens. They've thought about everyone. They're out and to they, get everyone. Okay. They're out to get the entire NFL. <laughs> I just, just I just don't think we were the bulletin board material for the Bills this off season. I hope we're not. I'm just saying that's my concern for Monday night. But we're gonna do. Speaking of concern for Monday night, we're gonna do. Concerned or not concerned, uh, Derrick Henry getting too much work this early in the season. Not concerned. Not concerned. He's just another animal. Okay. I, I, he just doesn't get hurt. I, I, you know what? I'm, I don't even want to say that out loud. I'm sorry, Derrick. Um, he just, but he hasn't. He just absorbs hits. I don't know how he does it. There's something different about him, man. He just he doesn't like just the way that he runs, how big and strong he is, the way he, he takes falls, care of his body. Everything. He's just amazing. <laughs> He really is. And I don't know. I think he could probably play another three or four years. Would love it. Right? We need it. It's, I agree. He just falls forward. He falls forward. And, I mean, there's – okay, you take that Seahawks run. But in that Seahawks run, has there been any run where you're like, oh, wow, that was an elite Derrick Henry run where he stiff-armed somebody, made a great juke, ran away from someone? I mean, at this point, they've been, been mostly eight. Nine, ten, fifteen-yard runs, two, three, four-yard runs. He gets the ball thirty times a game, but yeah, you're, you're right. He just falls forward. He gets four yards. That's what he does. He's a machine. Yeah, um, I I would say I'm not concerned either because I feel like right now it's kind of what we have to do with some injuries. Um, we're concerned about Julio. Concerned or not concerned? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm concerned. I'm definitely concerned. Um, I'm a 32 year old wide receiver that had hamstring issues last year. I'm not concerned because of the fact that, I mean, you basically said it when we got to waiting him until later. Well, yeah. And Marcus Johnson. No, 
Um, yeah, I I get the reason to be concerned, but I'm still not concerned. Now, if we don't see him for a couple more games, maybe, and we'll find out tomorrow when it, Rabel said we'll see on Wednesday if he practices. Yep. So, um, concern, not concern, Nate Davis. That's a tough one. I he's not looking good. Yeah, I just on some of these players who I we know they're really good or we know that they've played to a certain standard. I just I want to keep waiting, like I said, until right around Thanksgiving before I kind of make some judgments on what they are, how they're playing. Just like waiting on some of your uh, fantasy draft picks you thought were going to be. Yes, exactly year. right. So because I, I'm in the same boat. Brandon Ayuk, yeah, shout out. Waiting on you. Um, I'm going to wait and hold out on you the whole season. <laughs> I'm, I'm never probably going to lose a lot of games because of that, but. Um, yeah, I believed in you, man. And it. You've let me down. Concerned, not concerned, Nate Davis? I, I, I want to say not concerned, but I definitely have concern for the whole, whole O-line. It's not just yeah. Nate Davis. I just have yeah. well, I just, I just thought Nate Davis was the one that I picked just if, because he. we've seen him be a lot better than this, and yeah. he's struggling. If Roger Saffold misses even a game or two, I'm very concerned about the O-line. Yeah. Um, I like Corey Levin. I always have. Think well, he's, think he's a funny guy. You shouldn't. <laughs> uh, are we concerned, not concerned, Petty? You kind of mentioned this about the missed tackles last game. Yeah. And just defense overall. Yeah. Yes. No. For, for like long term. You yes. think that's a yes. common problem? I am. I, I just, we've got to clean it up. Yeah. Got to get it cleaned up. I'm, I would I'm be not. I would be concerned. And Shane Bowen's defense overall. Are we concerned overall about the defense? Uh, Do we see improvement? Always. Yes, I'm concerned because we don't have we don't have anyone in the middle of our defense on the second level who scares any anybody. Yeah, Rashawn Evans has be, turned out to be a complete bust of a first round draft pick. And you're, I mean, you watched I watched the Bills play the Chiefs on Sunday night. Tremaine Edmonds, that guy's amazing. Yeah, he's. Been incredible. What do we have to do to get a guy like that? A guy like Keith Bullock. We haven't had a guy like that since Keith Bullock. Uh, Witherspoon. I mean, he wasn't. He was at the end of his career when we got him. He wasn't that good. Woodyard. Yeah. Avery Williamson. He couldn't. He couldn't defend the pass. Yeah. Um, Okay. Then the last one. Concerned. Not concerned. The injuries. I mean, we have so many injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Always concerned. I'm scared to see the injury report list today. Concerned or not concerned? concerned. You said yes, concerned. concerned. I'd say, yeah, concerned. So, um, all right, well, there's the the Jags recap. We won. Glad we won. Let's move on. Let's, you know, this probably isn't one of those weeks like the Seahawks where we're thinking about the win throughout the week. I would say we're already kind of shifting to uh, Monday Night Football and the Bills. And don't be surprised if I work myself into quite – an excited prediction for the Bills podcast. Oh, my. The Bills preview. I can already feel it. I feel it in my bones that this is going to be our, our our emergence to the NFL world. It's just we are going to make a statement on Monday night. Get ready, Titans fans. I feel it. Wow. I mean, I feel like there's even more to come in the, in the Bills preview. Pettit, you have the last thing to say? Uh, I mean, I, I wish I had that feeling that Robert had. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm 
going in indifferent, trying to, but I'm I'm extremely nervous. Yeah, I think we either win or we get slaughtered. I think we either win or we lose. <laughs> it's good. So no tie. You don't think we tie? No tie. Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, look forward to the Bills preview. Uh, I'm JG. I'm Pettit. I'm Robert. And we thank y'all.